0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Boundary AFLW podcast. My name is Nick Negropontis.
1: My name is Louie Malloy.
0: Just looking through my, my prospectus over there. Yes, Anything interesting in there?
1: No, but I judge it quite hard, actually. Yeah, fair it, enough. Yeah, it's got some good things, but then also some questionable things. But look, I'm not going to roast it too much because actually my backline coach, Chloe McMillan, is the, I think, one of the main authors of it. Oh, interesting. But Yes, she does a very good job, actually. I do like it. I like my stats and my numbers.
0: Same. It's just a shame that, again, none of them are online at this point. Anyway, we're not going to start off on the negative. Special thank you to uh, AFL Queensland's Anthony Wingard, who will love getting a shout out because he loves a shout out, um, who interviewed uh, Sophie Conway for us. Awesome. We're going to chuck that in at the end. So there's two little interviews for you. We're,
1: we're here. Round one. I know. It's weird. It's come so quick. Round one. I knew it would come quick. And now it's going to go really quick. But I'm actually, I don't know, it's a weird feeling point, like I'm... I'm excited, but like, I mean, it is only Tuesday right now as we are recording this. Um, yeah, probably ask me Saturday or Friday, even after Richmond and Carlton have played, I'll be, yeah, fanging to get out there.
0: That's so cool, and at least, at least you're not on the the big prime time first game where you, everyone's watching.
1: I want everyone to watch. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, more eyes are better. <laughs> more Collingwood fans, please down to Victoria Park on uh, Sunday, one ten p.m.
0: Don't think you'll have an issue with that.
1: No, Neither do I, actually. I'm actually quite excited to be on Victoria Park, too. Well,
0: we're going to start this podcast off how we usually do. Last week, we had the Prediction Show, so it was a bit different. Uh, again, thanks to Jordan for joining us then. Um, we've got our questions uh, without notice, stolen from uh, SEN Breakfast. Um, I'm going to kick it off with mm. one that's Doo-doo-doo. pretty obvious. Oh. Round one, obviously, as you've already spoken about, the nerves are there. But when when do the nerves turn into, like... When do the nerves go away for you? Do they do they ever go away or?
1: I don't think they ever go away and um, I think it's a good thing to have nerves because it shows you're human and it shows the amount of care um, that you have invested in your football. Um, so for me, they don't actually go away. Um, that's more just, you know, um, changing those nerves into positive nerves and positive energy and using the nerves just to get out there and um, do what you can. And, I, you know, I'm trusting the process of Collingwood and – Um, All the hard work that I put in across the pre-season is just going to do the talking for itself. So there's not much I can really cram in um, now till Sunday. So, yeah, just trusting that I've done everything right by my body, by my team, um, that Sunday, you know, the results will just happen.
0: Making sure those grass burns heal up.
1: Oh, yeah. I actually did cop a big grass burn um, across my leg and everyone told me I was being dramatic. But it wasn't. Did yeah. you see it? I saw it. You had yeah, like a whole you. patch on it last week. Thank you. So if anyone um, would like to see it, I had, do have a photo at its prime. So yeah, for all those that called me dramatic, bite me. But my question for you. Go for it. <laughs> it's a bit of a different one. So it's a would you rather. Yes. Would you rather Taylor Harris's kicking ability, Chelsea Randall's aerial ability, or Kiara Bowers' endurance?
0: Uh, the last one, because given I don't play footy. The kicking ability and the marking ability probably doesn't help me that much. But I'm always exhausted by the end of any basketball game. So if I had the Kiara Bowers endurance. Can I have her tackling as well? Or? Ooh, not
1: uh, too much. No, nah, not nah, just her endurance. Sorry. Paul. I
0: mean, being able to roost the footy like Taylor would be pretty cool. Though we need to see her start kicking straight this year. That's what we need a, um, over at, um <laughs> from a biased Carlton point of view. But yes, I'll, I'll take. I'll take. Which one would you take?
1: Um, I would take Bowers endurance as well. Yep. And I'd be greedy and also take a tackling. And yep. I'm allowed to do that because it was my question. Yeah, fair enough.
0: I can't argue with that. So today the AFLW had their season launch. We saw all the, uh, all the predictions made by the captains as to who will uh, win what. Interesting for me, um, which team, apart from your own, is the most likely to reach the grand final? Eight for North, three for Melbourne, two for the Crows, one for Richmond. Is it weird that the Crows aren't getting much love coming off a season where they demolished everyone?
1: Well I think the injuries has has caused them to drop down to only two of the captains voting for them. Um yeah, that's I there's no other, I guess, explanation as to why yep. that would happen. because um, especially they had a, a knee injury, another knee injury. Yeah so, Danny Varnigan. So yeah, I I actually probably wouldn't have said Adelaide Crows either. Um well North Melbourne are fit. There's probably you know, we look North Melbourne had eight votes, Melbourne three, Melbourne struggling for players adelaide are also struggling for players so yeah north melbourne's probably i guess the next obvious one with a full fit side
0: especially conference A looks like it's pretty open for them but yeah it's just i don't i don't like the idea that we're sleeping on the crows
1: this in the injury though the injury cloud is just hovering over teams and Mm. i i feel so bad for them um lily Mithin, you know oh yeah crutches and and um a moon boot, so she won't be back till round four. These the are down to peers. 24
0: players, I think.
1: So one more, and there you go. They're at crisis, having to elevate a player.
0: I mean, they probably already are. It's just, again, we've mentioned this on multiple podcasts. It's unfair that they can't add a player already.
1: Yeah. Yes. I, I personal opinion, I would allow them to add a player.
0: So they also had the who will win the competition best and fairest. Emma Carney, the leader there, three votes. Hatchard, Bowers and Pierce on two. Jazzy Garner on two as well.
1: I like, I like Hatchard up there. I'm actually so pumped. I actually sent her a message the other day when um, the video came out and she was benching 60 and I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so I sent her a message saying I'm so pumped to watch you play, which I really am. She's actually transformed her body um, and, you know, that will translate into her game because she's stronger now. You know, she already was a quality mm. player and now she's got more athleticism behind her, more strength. That yeah, It's kind of scary to see what she's doing. She was the breakout
0: player of the tournament last year.
1: Yeah, and now she's gotten better.
0: Yeah. Um it's interesting though, like I can't see someone like Hatchard winning the best nefarious just because Phillips Marinoff, they take votes off her. They but always
1: Phillips will Phillips be background one.
0: I don't think so. But even if she isn't, like
1: still has the ability yeah,
0: to accumulate those the votes. I feel like you can win it with four good games. Like yeah. if you pull two or three votes four four times it's probably enough to win it. Um so, yeah, Kiara Bowers for me. I, I, I predicted predicted her last week. I, yep. I stand by that one. I think with Dana Hooker gone, she was one of their prolific vote getters. Her out of the way, Freer having a good season, I think. You said Kiara Bowers too, didn't you?
1: Yes. I'm a big Kiara Bowers fan.
0: Leading goal kicker, Brooke Lachlan, three captains, and no one else got more than one, which is interesting.
1: Yeah, i just reading through it now. So, it's got Brooke Lachlan on three, and then everyone on one. There's Ponta, Danielle Ponta, Stevie Lee, a former um, leading goal kicker. Whoosh, Bessio, yeah. Probably.
0: It's weird. I've made three. I've predicted three different people to win this award in the last week, and none of them <laughs> have made this list. Emma King didn't make it. Taylor Harris didn't make it, and uh, Gemma Houghton didn't make it. So.
1: Yeah, I think you're pretty spread across. Um, that would have been a hard one for the, the yeah. skippers, actually.
0: Who will win the Rising Star? Patricios four, McAvoy two, um, and then a bunch of ones.
1: Yeah, Patricios, two. There's a- Newton one.
0: Yeah, interesting. No, Serene Watson. Yeah, I think what's interesting for me there, Patricios obviously probably have a bigger role given Sinclair will need her to step straight in
1: and play and have a, a bigger impact than a McAvoy or or a Newton.
0: It's always interesting going through what the captains think, especially in the preseason. Yes,
1: I- we are judging by the way captains.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Seymour Lloyd mentioned in any of these. No,
1: that's okay. There's not much <laughs> Collingwood actually, and I'm all no. right with that. I don't mind an underdog. So. No worries if they don't want to think that we're going to make the grand final. Anyway. It's all good. I'm happy. What do you got? Um what have I got for you? Yes. My these questions oh, I thought I'd be I thought I'd be a little bit funny today. Well, I <laughs> thought I was going to be funny. It's a pretty straightforward question and I asked because a couple of the girls it's been the banter at training. But are you a fan of bright boots?
0: Um personally no. I don't wear them myself. I I I was always the the black boots, but my brother has fluoro orange basketball shoes, and they do make him stand out. So can't can't argue with with the with that from that point of view. I like when players like Nicholas Stevens having the the, he, the ribbon or the ah, headband yes, or whichever yes. one it is. Ribbon. I do like that because especially at the start of the AFLW competition, people don't really know who's who. I still think there should be names on the back of jerseys, but that's just my hill that I'll die on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool if you got to do it, do it. I don't, I don't care what what's the
1: See, my thing with bright boots is if you're going to wear bright boots, you've got to make sure you get a kick. (laughs) So, I'm actually going to wear blue boots this year. So, there you go. Breaking news. Chloe is going to be wearing blue Puma boots.
0: Guys, there it is. Um, I knew you were going to get that in. (laughs) I knew there was going to be a sponsorship drop.
1: Puma, Puma, Puma. There you go. Four times.
0: uh, Any (laughs) any, um, breakfast cereals you want to drop as well? No.
1: Special <laughs> Oh, I get to stitch up everywhere. <laughs> Leave me alone.
0: Hey, make your money. I don't care. Um, <laughs> one I got for you. Yes. Only one person was taken in the draft before you Isabel Huntington. Is she flying under the radar? Are we,
1: have we forgotten about Isabel Huntington? Well, she actually had an article come out. Yeah, uh, I that's reckon. What reminded uh, 24 hours, not even 24 hours ago. Um, yeah, I reckon she is flying under the radar, actually. Like, because for me, you kind of just, you know, you've got a new crop of talent and you focus on them. Um, yeah, she definitely has gone under the radar for sure. I think she's, she's tracking really well. Um, she's pretty pumped to be back out there and, um, you know, from everything I've heard, she's knees fine. So it's almost like watching another... Number one draft pick come back.
0: Yeah, and they've already, they've already got Gabby Newton there as well. So. so it's
1: like watching two number one draft picks.
0: She was like she was taking that game over. I can't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, against. she kicked
1: like she, oh, three or was it? Correct me if I'm wrong. Two goals within I reckon the space of yeah. two minutes.
0: It was her arrival game, and then it just got cut short.
1: She actually she I think she was nominated for a rising star mm. nomination that game. And was injured from it. God,
0: what a shame. I think Nina Morrison, same thing. Rising star nom in the, the game she got hurt. Which means she's now ineligible to win it this year.
1: Did Noffy get hurt the first season? Um, no, Noffy wasn't around. No. Sorry, Noffy. I just my <laughs> draft pick there. Just Nicola dropped her ba- washing. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola Barr. Who was the next number one draft pick? Huntington. Huntington. And, and then?
0: Uh, then it was Morrison. Morrison and now?
1: So two... Oh, I don't want to... I'm touching wood here. The next number one draft not, pick. No jinxing. No jinxing. Sorry. Right. <laughs> um, Next one for you. What's the most useful stat in the AFRW?
0: Oh, that's a good one. I like uh, timing forward half. I do not base that off anything, but I think that it's a territory game. Yep. I think it's one where you get the ball forward and you lock it in. The best teams have been best at that. Adelaide was really good at that. Has, has just always been good at that. Brisbane at their best were really good at that. Carlton last year, towards the end of the year, seemed like the ball was always in their forward half. So that's the one to me, but I think that comes off the back of winning clearances. Mm-hmm. And I think clearances are more important in AFLW. Like I remember the year, again, Carlton lens, but the year that they finished on the bottom, they could not win a clearance to save their lives. And then bringing Bree into the midfield, bringing Presparkis in there, and all of a sudden they're starting to to win those stats and they start climbing up the ladder. I don't think there's, um, I think there's a correlation there. So mm-hmm. I think... Winning winning the ball forward and keeping it there, it would be...
1: But which one? Clearances or time and forward? Or T- you okay? Time and forward half, I time think. Time and forward half. I
0: think okay. I'll go with that one. Okay. What do you think?
1: Lock it in. Um, I think you're pretty on the money there. Yes. Um, we, well Collingwood, I speak from a Collingwood perspective, we lacked in the clearances, and obviously that reflected on the position we finished on the ladder. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah oh, I don't know, actually. Stats... I don't know it's hit or miss with stats for me. Yeah, I agree. It's really, really hit or miss because there's a, there's like a you can rule the system where, um, if it, you kick it over a certain distance, that it actually doesn't count towards your disposal. I don't. <laughs> People love their stats. You can really get into them. We could go on about that all day. My thing is, you can impact the game without touching the ball.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of clearances, you've got yourself, Bree, Lambert, shiny in the ruck. Jochi, I'm forgetting Benici, got a pretty bloody impressive midfield group at the Pies this year.
1: Yeah, we do now that you say it like that and list them. Yeah, it's actually really exciting and even just training, we're training at a higher standard now. Um, You you know, you're trying to put yourself up against the best um, always and I think at training I have the opportunity to put myself up against a Bree or a Choppy and um, Choppy's just so hungry for the footy. She, literally the way she plays is the way she trains and Um, that's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I am, I'm, you know, pretty, um, I guess you could say honored in a way to even be put in the midfield with some quality players like them.
0: My question on the back of that was, um, what is your best midfield rotation?
1: No, don't do that to me. Pick your four. Don't do that to me. Um, (laughs) my best midfield would be choppy. Jamie Lambert, that is. Choppy. Bree. Um, I'll put Britta in there as well because she's just an absolute bull. So, and then I would have... Is it a center bounce or is it a round against center bounce? Okay. Um, and I'd probably actually put Liza Hines in because she's really worked on her her um, ruck craft. And we actually had Brady Grundy at training the other day, which is really awesome. So, yeah, I would have Bree, Choppy... Bridar and Lizzie.
0: Brody shouting everyone coffees. Surely.
1: <laughs> um, I'll get in his ear about it. Although I, I, he he goes and works for the rucks, and I said I'm more than happy to be a ruck this <laughs> session. Although that didn't fly with the coach. But yes, that is my best midfield there.
0: Very good. I'm very excited to see it on Sunday. I'll I'll be there at Vic Park for that one. That'll be fun. Yay. Um, you you were speaking before we started the podcast about how you could um, accurately list. Collingwood players by Guernsey numbers. <laughs> so from one to ten, can can you go one to ten? Yep,
1: one Sharny, two Chloe, three Davy, four Darcy, five Grant, six Allen, seven Rowe, eight Benici, nine Porter, ten Braz.
0: That's very impressive. Take yep. that, everyone who on Instagram who you just could, gotta, could you, not do it.
1: You just got to know your teammates.
0: Oh, there you go. That's proof. Collingwood synergy is hard. Synergy.
1: I like that word. It's a good word. Synergy. I like that one. All right. I like this one by me. Good. This is just a pumping up my own task here. Good question. Um, if you could come up with the Blues banner slogan for round one, <laughs> what would it be?
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: This is really putting you on the spot here.
0: We've booted the pies off the Friday night stage. Time to do it to the Tigers.
1: Ooh. How about that? You off the so quick. How about that? Sure, uh, did you see any of the questions before no. this? No, I had no idea. Yeah, okay, well, you're, very, you're <laughs> wittier than I thought you would be. That's good. <laughs>
0: I'll take it.
1: That is so good. I'm giving you a lot of branding points there. Oh,
0: well, we got did Carlton in the first game last year. I can't even remember. Was it Carlton Collingwood last year? No, it was um no, it was Collingwood Ge- G- oh, Geelong. Geelong. Then right. so you kicked you kicked us off, and then you guys. No, you're taking it back.
1: Prime just, time footy.
0: Just strange because I mean I feel like Carlton Collingwood would would I mean it's I know it's oh. round two, but it would be an awesome game. We
1: could bang on about this forever. Actually, oh, I wish they kept the Carlton Collingwood as round one. Yeah, I don't know why they changed it. Yeah, me neither. We won't go on about it.
0: Anyway, um, <laughs> round two, Carlton Collingwood, as we've mentioned a few times. Yes. We have, we have worked out a punishment bet for this. Um, Was it um, on the day of our podcast recording, you will have to wear a Carlton jersey?
1: And you take a photo? <laughs> yeah.
0: Or you have to wear it on your way to the building and in the building. Okay. And then if Collingwood wins, I will have to wear a Collingwood jersey. Yep. Done. All day at work.
1: Done. We are, everyone, shaking, we are shaking hands yep. right now
0: but I will need the Collingwood jersey provided because I obviously do Oh, okay. Don't. Well, I need a Collingwood jersey <laughs> provided. I'll bring one. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't think, I mean, I'll get one off, uh, off Ben in the office maybe.
1: Yes, Benny Vannan ben will have one. Yes.
0: Okay, so that's just that's locked in now. <laughs> oh, God, the stakes. I, I, I will never live that down.
1: I will never live that down. I will, have, I will never live that down. And then
0: when you eventually move to Carlton, I can use that photo. Oh, uh, yeah, as... yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway,
0: anyway. got any others?
1: Um, my last one for you, and this can be beyond the AFRW space. If you could interview any athlete, who would oh, it be?
0: Jeez, that's a yes. good question. See, I'm, I'm big into my WWE. And one of their ex-wrestlers known as CM Punk. Ah, uh, yes. Is one of the most, he doesn't do interviews. And when he does, he's very standoffish and very hard to, to interview. I would love to sit down with him for 10 minutes yep, and just talk about life. Because okay. I feel like he would have great perspective. And I know nobody listening to this right now has any idea what you're <laughs> talking about. Because I doubt there's an AFL-WWE crossover market at all. If there is, hit me up on Twitter. Although but Jamie
1: Hamilton, a classmate of mine, he's big into his wrestling. and He's an AFLW fan, so I, he's probably listening.
0: I believe Sebastiani is as well. He's I, I, Sebastiani. I think, I don't know. Um, we might be getting him. people mixed up. Anyway, we'll, we'll do more questions at the end of, of the show when we um, get to some uh, Instagram questions. We've got quite a few of those we can get to. Um, but I did want to get in one before we get into... Uh, hit me. Uh Shanwa. Uh, Shanwa. Shanwa asked you on Instagram. Do you think you have made it now because someone has named a rabbit after you? Please explain.
1: Uh, you want some context? Do I want. You? <laughs> I, I, I mean,
0: context would be great.
1: Um. So I was. I've just got into training. Um. And Shan Collins, has an office just across um, from our ops manager, and he goes, "Come in here for a second. And he's normally he's a bit of a um. We have we have some good banter, and I was like, "Ah, oh, what do you want now, Shan?" So I come in, sit, and he goes, I've got to show you something. And he shows me this rabbit, and, you know, you get the rabbit pen, and the rabbit's black and white. And I was like, oh, that's real cool. And he goes, yeah, do you want to know its name? I was like, what? Go on, hit me. And he goes, its name's Chloe. And then he showed me a, a photo, and on the pen, it's actually got – so you know how um uh, collectors, when they collect their cards, they have the, the hard cases that they put them in? Yes. So there was my football card on the pen – And the rabbit in there. So his name's Chloe. There you go. So I have a rabbit named after me. Well,
0: that's... I mean, I don't have anything. That's
1: great. Yeah, so I'm pretty flattered, actually. I have a rabbit named after me. And I would love to meet that rabbit one day.
0: Uh, Is that good luck? Or is it just the foot that's good luck?
1: Um, No, we're going to say it's good luck. Let's say it's good luck. Let's roll with it.
0: Yeah, let's roll with that. All right, well... That was a, a nice little intro there, Chloe. We um we've asked each other questions, but we've got questions as well from people on Instagram that we can get to. Um from we, the socials. We got one, of course we've gone through the rapid question, but <laughs> what else what else you got?
1: Um well there's one I really like, but I think I might leave that just till the end because it'll we'll get some good talking points out of it. Um now I have to address this one from Amy Melander Tips for getting chewy off your boot. Um so, it's just a bit of banter. So, this is more directed at me. Um, some tips is don't stand in the chewy. There you go. That's my tips for getting chewy up your boot. Don't stand in it to start with. But um, from Ben Gibson, 18, and this is directed at you, Pont. Oh, wow. I got a question. Who is Pond's favorite ever intern to work with?
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I love well, it. Well,
1: I was an intern. You were.
0: So, I'm going to have to not include you because you're in the room.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. Because
0: that would be unfair. I don't want to get beat, beaten up. Okay. Um, Ben Gibson would definitely be in the top couple. Um, good, good, uh, ha- good watch game. Had a nice solid gold watch. Oh yeah, big gold watch. Loved, Doesn't he love that? Love that. Um, <laughs> has a good Twitter account, uh, Benny Gibson. Um, Paul Sebastiani, who we've mentioned regularly, your your mate, he'd be up there. I think i have had a
1: couple of good interns come through. We we yeah. have
0: a good old uh, Swinburne system, so there, there's quite a few to choose from. Uh, Benny, um, he left us from Melbourne though, so
1: yeah, okay. so. Sorry, Benny.
0: That's your fault, Benny.
1: Um, But I have a question, serious question now. Do you think the round one winning margins will be close like last year? Or do you think we're going to see some more blowouts or, I guess, closer games?
0: Good question. Um, I think that there will be some close games because there'll be some rust. I think uh, Melbourne uh, North will be a close game, even with Melbourne's issues. Any game played at Casey Fields is usually pretty low scoring and, and messy. From memory. Yes,
1: the wind. Oh, the, the wind. All the elements.
0: The horizontal rain and wind <laughs> and all that. Uh, Blues, Tigers. <sighs> it's weird. All the betting agencies have Richmond favorite for this game.
1: Really? Yeah. If anyone just saw my quick reaction, I actually just looked at pot as very surprised because... I
0: thought, I thought Carlton oh, would be com- I thought,
1: comfortable favorites. Well...
0: Gamble yeah. responsibly, but...
1: <laughs> they were runners-up last year.
0: Yeah, and they weren't runners-up... I mean, they were runners-up because of the conference, but they did beat Fremantle quite... Quite convincingly last year.
1: It's interesting. Okay, I'll have to talk to someone in that. Uh, um, what do you call it in that field? Yeah. Because what what's like? How, are we talking like favourite favourites, like or, a or dollar, are we talking dollar like
0: dollar seventy or something like that, and Carlton like two hundred and five? It's a bit oh, strange.
1: Oh. Okay. That is quite strange. I actually um, would be backing Carlton to win that game. I'll, I'll
0: be tipping Carlton as well. Not from yeah, a, even if a yeah, non biased perspective, bias I side. would
1: have. I would have put tip Carlton as well. Okay, interesting.
0: GWS Suns is another game. I mean, it's hard to predict at this stage. you think the Giants would have the stronger team on paper, but we haven't seen the Suns yet. I guess that's the same with Saints Dogs. Don't really know what we're going to get there. Frio Giants. I feel like Frio should win that game, but I wouldn't say it's going to be a blowout. Frio who? Frio GWS. Is that right? Round one. Oh, no, that's enough Frio who? Frio... I've got every game here and I've written one wrong, so I have no idea who the oh, team no, I'm missing is. Oh, no, this has really put you out.
1: Frio, Geelong round one. Frio,
0: Geelong. Okay, that might be a blow. Um, Frio might might win that one pretty comfortably.
1: Yes, well, Geelong have got to go over there.
0: And without Meg McDonald, who was the oh, centerpiece a, of their oh defense.
1: i actually I'm actually sick of talking about injuries. Tell me about it. That is really... I am so annoyed. I was really frustrated when I saw that. Frustrated in a way that I don't wish injuries upon anyone. And now it's so close to the season and... The season's so short that, you know, Meg missing how many weeks? Like
0: three weeks and you missed half the season. Oh,
1: it, it's, it is such a shame. I mean, injuries, you know, if injuries are going to happen, I believe they're just going to happen. Um, there's obviously prevention in place. But yeah, if you're going to get injured, you're going to get injured. But it's just a shame that it has to happen so close to the season. And I'm so sick of talking about injuries. Yeah. I reckon every podcast we've had, yep. there's been a significant injury that we've had to address.
0: It's just, it's just, I guess, the nature of the game. It's the risk of the game. It's just sucks. yeah, it is a risk that
1: comes with three hundred and sixty contact. But yeah, I don't, you know, I don't wish injuries upon my worst enemy. So no. it's a shame,
0: especially dealing with Frio's forward line. You have got Roxy Roo down there, Gemma Houghton. You've got a lot to deal with inside fifty for them, and to not to have your your best player is well,
1: Meg won the best and fairest laugh for uh, for the Cats, and
0: yeah, rightly so, all Australian. I think speaking of, uh, I don't think Brisbane Adelaide will have a big margin. That game is in Brisbane. The Crows are probably going to start slowly you'd imagine I think they'll I, I said they'd win the flag last week and I stand by that I think by the end of the season they'll be cooking but you'd imagine they'd be a bit slow to start
1: mm, I do think I do think um just because of I guess what's Brisbane have gone through over the past um seasons that you know Adelaide are one of the teams that have retained a lot of quality players that yeah this one I think they've, Adelaide will take the, the chocolates with this game
0: genuine then this is I genuinely believe the biggest margin of the week might be Collingwood West Coast. But what way? I, I I genuinely think you you guys have them have them covered, but again, haven't seen West Coast outside of a pracky game, so yes. the first game on the road up against um against the team that's coming off a, a VFLW flag, got yeah. a lot of momentum. I think
1: I mean, take my Collingwood hat off. I think travelling West Coast for the big travel. It is. It is really really um one of the the tougher games is travelling from Perth over to um, Melbourne, um, yeah, and round one too. I mean, they they travelled during their practice match. Yep. Um, I think just to test the waters and on, on kind of what how they would approach um, travel. So, but yeah, it is a hard ask mm. to, to travel, I guess. But that's just the way fixtures fall. And I mean, I'm not complaining that you're back in the pies. In
0: I'll be tipping them tipping them comfortably. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting because again, huge advantage for Frio. They get to stay at home for the first three weeks of the season, and, and then also, the
1: Derby's then, their home game as well. No, the Derby's, Derby's West, West Coast, Coast which that's, is, is that's in,
0: in Frio's advantage. Yes, because that means they get the extra extra game in Perth, which is um, a big coup for them. Any other um, any other questions we got from Insta?
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. I like. I really like. And you could. We could. I reckon talk about this for hours, um, but we won't because we are restricted to a time. But what matchups are we looking forward to in round one? Any ones that stand out mm. to you, Pont?
0: Let's have a look. Um, Katie Brennan and Monique Conti in the midfield as a, as a duo taking on Carlton, Prosparcus, Lucy McAvoy in there for the first time. It's weird. Like Richmond might actually have the experience advantage in there over the Blues despite being a brand new team with that midfield unit. Al, da- Al Downey in the ruck against uh, Alice Edmonds. It's, it's an interesting midfield battle there because I think Carlton's back line is one of the best in the league.
1: If not the best, yet.
0: Going up against this loaded Richmond forward line, I really liked what I saw from Courtney Wakefield in the practice game. I thought yeah. she gives them complete freedom to play Brennan in the midfield if she can play full forward.
1: She had many scoring opportunities. Yeah. She, she surprised me. I actually had to turn the person I was sitting next to her and said, who is that? Because mm. I was um, yeah, quite surprised at her performance and her ability to get her hands on the footy in the forward line.
0: So I think that game will be decided by Carlton's back line against Richmond's forward line because I think the Tigers will win the midfield battle, but I think Carlton's forward line will be a bit too strong for their backline, mm-hmm. so that'll be um, one of the interesting matchups of the first game. What are you? What are you looking forward to?
1: Well, Melbourne North, Daisy and Carney going Ooh. back at it. Although I don't know if Daisy's going to play midfield. Seems um, like she's
0: she's slated to play half-back a bit.
1: She she played back a lot of halfback during our um, practice match, um, but I would love to watch that matchup. Um, two veterans of the game, um, and Carney obviously. Tipped as one of the is someone who can take out the best and fairest and Daisy Daisy got a vote didn't she too Yes yeah, she did Daisy got a vote so that'd be a good battle oh, I'm just scrolling through on the AFL Women's um, app which do they have stats yet
0: No nope. you have to go through in each individual player to mm. see stats which is mm-hmm. a, a bit annoying but
1: um anyone from Lions Adelaide Pond?
0: Well it depends on if Woosner plays I guess because she's the yeah. she'd be the key to Brisbane winning that one you'd imagine. If she doesn't play, then their forward line is looking a bit bare. Sophie Conway back for them. We'll hear from her at the end of, of the podcast. Yeah, the Brisbane Adelaide one is really interesting because how do the Crows on the road get up for, for for round one without so many key players? Will Aaron play? Will Chloe Shear play? Will Rihanna Metcalf play? Like So many question marks. So many questions, and we won't find out until probably Thursday night. So yep. well, is it a Sunday game? I think it's a Saturday game. So yeah, Thursday night.
1: Mm. Battle of the Birds, um, so the Pies and the Eagles. Yep, I'm looking forward to watching Hooker. Um, she's been playing more midfield than wing, on any of our midfield. Any Erin Brie, Erin Choppy. Yeah, the, the, I would like to see Hooker in the West Coast jump in the West Coast jumper because I felt watching them in the practice match, she didn't have as much support as she had in the free So I feel like she has to take a lot of the load herself. Yep. Um, so yeah, she, well, she's definitely a player that could step up to that. Um, so I'm actually interested to see, yep. you know, whoever lines up on her, which I'm not sure who, cause we find out there's night.
0: Not to give Collingwood any advice, but given back at the, in the Fremantle day, she had, she had Cara Bowers and Cara Donnellan who are two of the elite midfielders of the competition next to her. Now who, we don't really know much about this West coast midfield. Emma Swanson has struggled so far adapting to the AFLW level. And I don't really know much else about, about their young midfield. So if you take Hooker out of the game, maybe with like a Benici tag or something like that, then that frees up the rest of you guys. And I don't know. I think I think that's why I've got Collingwood winning that game comfortably. I don't see how they compete in the midfield, especially with without their, their Ruckman. Yes, without, well, you
1: did say a stat that is quite important in the AFRW is that is that clearances, because you win the clearance, um, get that ball forward. And, you know, you obviously want the foot in your hand because that's how you score goals. So... Yeah, you you make a good point that it's just Hooker and she's lost that support that she did have at Fremantle. But you just never know with these things. There, there are other midfielders could step up because, like we said, we don't really have much of an insight into them. So, yeah, I, but I can tell you Collingwood will be bringing their A, their B, their C, D, E, F, G game. So, the big one, Battle of the Birds.
0: I am excited about that one. Let's see what else. On Instagram, we got, will Brisbane be in the finals this year and will they lose any more good players from Harry I don't think they're going to lose any more good players. I think the ones that have chosen to stay now will will we'll commit. Yeah, because jeez, I I heard Greg Swan say on SEN about a year ago now, before the Gold Coast before the trade period where Gold Coast took eight plays from them, where he goes, we're about to get completely screwed over, and it's pretty unfair because uh, they're about to lose eight players and then lose another four basically to other teams. Um, And that's coming off the back of losing, I think, four players to North Melbourne and losing Taylor Harris to Carlton. They have been screwed over, I I feel. And I think the AFL has done a poor job in protecting them. I know you probably can't comment on this, which is fair enough. But I think they've done a poor job. The AFL have done a poor job in saying, in allowing North Melbourne to take four players from them, despite the fact that they knew that Gold Coast was coming into the competition, who would then also take eight players from them. And they've left Brisbane in a really poor position. And that's, that's just my personal opinion on it. Um, I think, uh, whether Brisbane will make finals this year, d- it's hard because
1: I don't like to have my opinion in terms of ruling teams out of finals because you just, you, you just never know. Absolutely. Um, but I think gut instinct is that not, not this year, just not this year with the quality of the, the, the team surrounding them. I just, I just don't think Brisbane will get to the finals.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that, again, anything can happen in this competition. And Brisbane has probably been the best coach team across – I mean, last year they struggled, but across the first two te- seasons, they were definitely the best coach team, I felt. And so who knows what they can they can pull off. But they've lost a lot of a lot of talent, and that's hard to replace. It's as it really simple is. as that, really. And
1: they, they like I am talking, they probably aren't using excuses at all, um, and we're not making an excuse for them. But, yeah, it's just facts that they have – Lost a lot of quality talent over yep. the the um past few seasons, so yeah, I you just never know with the conference system, anything could really happen. So who knows? We could be seeing Brisbane in the finals, or we could not.
0: I hope so. I think they the fact that they hosted the first grand final and they made another one, they've shown that they're a key part of this. And whether Queensland can host two AFLW teams, I guess we'll we'll find out in the coming years. Um, another one off Instagram. This is from a couple of weeks ago. Where will AFLW be in 2025? That's from Lottie.
1: 2025. So five, five Robbie years then? from now. 2020. I'm 21. 2022. 26? 26. 26. No, nah. 20. 27. 27. December, baby.
0: Geez, you'll be. You'll how many? How many best and fairest? Three, <laughs> four.
1: <laughs> oh bless you. <ya. laughs> bless ya. Um Where will it be in 2025? Well, I know expansion won't be happening for a few years now. Fingers crossed. Yes, they, I hope. that they're just going to let their league settle. Um, (laughs) If anyone, Pont just praised and then prayed to the skies. Um, I still can't
0: believe we have 14 teams right now. But again, that's another rant for another day. In
1: 2025, I don't think by 2025 we'll have all 18 teams. Uh, I, you know, speaking from my personal opinion, I don't think we're, by 2025, we'll be ready. Um, I'd really like it to be... Um, you know, say the draft that girls just aren't making it because they can play football. Um, that it actually starts to become real, I guess, aggressively competitive to be drafted. Um, and that, you know, but the, the difference between a top 10 draft pick and your bottom draft pick, that hopefully there's not so much daylight and that it does, you know, pick 80 is still one of the best, um, I guess you could say in Australia. So, I don't think we'll have all 18 teams. I think maybe two teams will be introduced. I'd be okay with Port and Sydney I was going to say, an Adelaide team. I think an Adelaide team needs to be included. Yep. Um. And in will well, you reckon Sydney? Well, I just think
0: – I don't think you can bring even another Victorian team.
1: No, I think Victorians have to – well, who's – Hawthorne like, and Essendon. Hawthorne – I think can, they just have to wait. I, 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 they do. I think they do have to wait as well because you can't keep pulling – Melbourne talent from other teams yeah. as well. So if anywhere is going to expand, it has to be, I mean, I say has to be, but it, it should be um, the Sydney and Adelaide regions.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I don't see any need. I mean, who knows whether they will, but I see no need to, to expand before then. Just let the competition grow. Let it sit. I think it'll probably still be a summer product in five years. Mm. It's just hard because that whatever year they decide to move it to the winter, Will mean that there's a probably a year and a half gap between seasons.
1: Yes, well, the, and then then you got to deal with the VFRW as well and yeah. how that looks. I mean, I reckon by 2025 they'll probably have a plan in place as to what the season could look like and when it'll be. Um, I'm hoping that they give themselves five years to really flesh it out, um, really think about it, because the league was only meant to be established this year. Yeah, that's true. So in 2020, with so eight teams. Yes, and it, well, it was established 2017, so. Yeah, look what they've done in three years. I just hope that five years we can think more long-term and more enduring and not so, um, I guess, on-the-spot decisions made.
0: Well, one of the big issues, I mean, again, I don't want to pump myself up here, but in 2017 when they announced that they were adding six new teams, the first, I wrote uh, an article saying the 10 things that they need to think about. And number four on that list was the size of lists because, you know, it just makes logical sense. A list of 30 is not sustainable for when you're playing 21 players every week. That's just not sustainable. Just well, you can pump yourself
1: up because you've thought about it, you've done the research. So, and I mean, how many questions did you come up with? Uh, 10. 10. And how many are relevant? I think probably I think 9 of them are still an there issue. There you go. <laughs> out so, of 10.
0: But like it it's just frustrating because like you you have already we haven't even started the season yet and Melbourne is in a position where they have 24 fit players. Adelaide. Adelaide has 24 and a half maybe depending on on what happens at the start of the year. It's it's not a good position and I think that the league has made it hard for these teams, especially the inaugural teams who have been pillaged by other teams coming into the competition, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. You need to expand and you need to disperse the talent evenly. But in doing so, you can't cripple these teams. Yep. So I've always thought that the list should be 34, 35. You do have to pay another, what, 60 players. You do have to find another 60 players. Mm, there's which
1: is, so much that, 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 you know, you need to consider, which is why I hope they flesh it out.
0: Yeah. and hope. I mean, yeah, you can expand the list over five years if you're not expanding the league.
1: Yes, so well there you go. By 2025, uh, we think we think the list will be expanded.
0: Hopefully, let's let's hope so. I
1: think I think they I think they will learn from what's happened, and it's kind of like a, I guess on the fly kind of things happening at the minute. So you know Melbourne are in crisis now, so you know they're not gonna um, brush that under the carpet or, or sorry sweep that under the carpet. I think it will be addressed, and it is something that even our, our delegates will talk to the AFL PA who can then go to the AFL. So. Yeah, these are, I have I have a lot of faith that these um, issues that we're facing in terms of injury um, will be addressed.
0: Let's hope so. Let's finish on a positive note. Yes. Brody um, on Instagram asked, I'm pretty sure he asked you, not me, who is the most annoying player to play on?
1: Annoying player to play on. <laughs> well, this player comes to mind straight away, Pepper Randall. Um, she just. I mean, to her own credit, it, it works. Um, it even goes back to VFRW days when I was Diamond Creek and she was and Devils. She just does little annoying things like, you know, not not pinching, but like grabs you and, and just is always, is just constantly there. There is no personal space. There's no breathing space. Um, and that, yeah, that's the definition of annoying, is of, being up in your space and up in your grill.
0: Like Ben Stratton mm. last year with the, the pinching no, she, and all she that? Didn't no, she pinch. She's
1: not a pincher. Um, I won't put, I won't title her that. She's not a pincher (laughs) at all, but yeah, she just is a hard, very, very hard player. Um, and just, yeah, just is always up in your grill. So (laughs) annoying, but annoying in a good way, because that makes her a very quality player.
0: Fair enough. Um, we will wrap it up, but first we have a, thanks to AFL Queensland and Anthony Wingard up there. We've got a little chat with, uh, with Sophie Conway coming off an ACL of her own missed, missed last year. Um, and we'll throw to that now.
2: Okay, so I'm here with uh, Brisbane Lions forward star Sophie Conway after their uh, second practice game uh, against rivals Gold Coast. Would you call them, rivals now?
3: Oh, yeah, I guess so. Down the highway, yeah, definitely.
2: Um, now, this game was scheduled a few weeks back. Um, obviously got washed out, uh, a lot of rain that same weekend. Yeah. Um, does it feel good to have now two games under your belt heading into the season?
3: Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean... I guess you can do a lot of intra-club and, you know, play against your teammates, um, but to get that, I guess, the game play and match sim against, like, an actual opposition and to, I guess, use it and work with it with the coaches um, definitely helps a lot. Um, so, yeah, to have plenty of, um, I guess, games, game match sim and everything from the weekend as well as tonight as well, it can help us in the next couple of weeks and we can work on, um, you know, and bits and pieces and keep learning. So, yeah.
2: Now it is only a practice game, and it was kind of a modified one at that. But it was probably a bit of an improvement over the game against the Giants. Yeah. On the weekends, what kind of positives can you take away from a, a performance like that tonight?
3: Oh, I mean, there was still a lot of positives, I guess, from the weekend as well. Um, I guess you probably you look at the scoreboard, and it probably doesn't seem that way, but um, we've definitely broken down um, the game in as a team and. Um, As individual as well and I guess being able to have that second game again tonight um, we were able to implement a few bits and pieces that we've already broken down from the weekend so um, yeah to be able to have the second game again tonight was I guess definitely really good for I guess the team morale as well because Um, Unfortunately, there were a few players who did happen to miss out on on the weekend. So for them to get a run against an actual opposition as well is really good for them and really good for the rest of the team. So, um, yeah, it was a good another little hit out. Um, Yeah, it might have only been short, but um, still really good to to get the run in the legs against another opposition and quality side as well too. So, yeah.
2: And obviously for yourself, having missed all of last season with the knee and uh, no winter footy as well in the off-season, does it feel good to just be out on the field kicking the footy again?
3: Oh, 100%. Um, I guess, yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling. Um, It's hard to explain, I guess, as well. I mean, I guess I've put in a lot of work in the last 19 months and I guess to be able to run out there on the weekend uh, and play a full game and and to be able to play a fair chunk of it as well and literally just, um, you know... I guess run a mark and do my own thing it was um yeah really good feeling um so yeah I mean but now we um we've moved forward we focus on what's in front of me now and um you know what what's what I guess all that's in the past now and it's all behind me and I'm in a really good position I'm feeling really good I'm feeling really fit um physically and mentally as well so um there's always still a lot of a lot of um, room for improvement so there's no question about that but um I'm um, definitely happy. Yeah, I guess with where I'm at at this point in time, um, in terms of the, the physical and, and mental side of things. So yeah.
2: Now, there's been a lot of change at the club, you know, over the last season and even going back a couple of years. Now a lot of girls coming and going, mm. um, even the you know to the opposition today. How have you kind of seen the club evolve? And I suppose what can we expect from the Lions this year, given you know all that change has kind of occurred.
3: Oh, yeah, it, um, I guess it is always disappointing seeing players um, come and go, um, I guess, because you, you develop a connection with everyone over that, you know, short period of time. But um, I guess this is the way AFLW is shaped and, yeah, people, um, players do come and players do go. So I think we need to focus on what we've got in front of us and I think we've got a really solid team. Um, I think, you know, the culture on-field and off-field is... Hands down, amazing, Um, and I'm so glad to be a part of it. Um, I guess the people we've brought in are a great bunch of girls. Um, They're hard workers, they're committed. Um, you know they literally brought into to what we're going to achieve and what we are wanting to achieve um, from yeah the day day dot of preseason. So it's um yeah a credit to credit to all those girls. Um they've done a phenomenal phenomenal job across this preseason. It's um, definitely a hard slog, um and it's a it's definitely a grind. But um you know credit to them and a credit to the rest of their girls, the experienced ones. Um you know to to be able to help them and guide them through through everything. So yeah it's been good.
2: And one of the girls that are new to the club, all odds wise, come all the way from Ireland, uh, she's probably one of the standouts for tonight, would you say?
3: Yeah, 100%. Um,
2: how have you kind of seen her progression You know, since she's come over? Um, before preseason, then you know, throughout the preseason, learning you know a new game and um, how she's kind of taken to the sport.
3: Yeah, she's a she's a star, isn't she? Um, I guess to be able to see her progress from day one to where she is tonight um, is just phenomenal and a credit to herself. Um, I guess you know the way she's been able to pick the game up so quickly is just awesome. Um, I remember distinctly, um, I guess, just before preseason when um, it might have been her first session down. And and we would, oh, there was a fair chunk of us girls literally all talking to her about how to kick and I reckon by the end of that training session she was sick of it but um yeah she's um an amazing athlete she's the leg speed on her is i mean something I wish I had um and yeah to be able to to have that in our team is something I'm stoked um so she'll bring uh she'll bring a lot of flair a lot of class and um I'm really glad to have her on our team so it's um it's a good It's a good pick-up, hands down, um, I reckon. Um, I guess to be able to, I guess, bring someone in from a a different, um, you know, international um, is really awesome because they they have a different perspective on things as well. So, um, yeah, it's um, awesome to have her on board. And um, she's um, – I reckon I can speak on her behalf that I reckon she's loving it here. So, yeah.
2: And just lastly, um, you know, the season's one and a half weeks away now. Uh, Adelaide first up, the same team that you made your debut against in your first season. Uh, How are you and how's the team feeling ahead of the matchup against the reigning premiers?
3: Oh, yeah, we're feeling really good. I mean, we've worked really hard over this preseason. season um, You know, credit to all our staff from, you know, our head coach to Craig to all the assistants and then our, um, you know, medical team from um, Green Mayor, Greeny to um, Ellis. Um, you know, they've put us in a really good, um, really good stead for the season ahead and especially for round one. Um, so, uh, I mean, myself and I know the rest of the team, we're feeling really good um, to be able to get to now two practice matches. Against some quality opposition, and to be able to work with them over the next couple of weeks um, is really good for us. Um, so yeah, we'll just keep buying it. What we're doing in the next couple of weeks, keep working with the coaches, keep going off what we what we can work with, and I guess at the end of the day, it all comes down to us, and it all play it all will be played out in um, our court. I guess so. Um, yeah, I think it'll be their hands down a quality quality opposition, as you can tell over the last three seasons of AFLW. So. Um, It'll be a test for us, but I think yeah, we're definitely up for the challenge and um, I reckon um, watch this space. We're definitely um, we're in good stead, I reckon. So it'll be a good season.
2: Okay. Awesome. Sophie Conway, thank you so much.
3: No, thanks for having me. Cheers.
0: So there's Sophie Conway. Thanks again to uh, Anne Wingard for uh, putting that one together for us. Um, she'll be key to Brisbane's season this year, you'd imagine.
1: I can't wait to see her come back. Following it all on Instagram. Um, she's a good kid. Um, I say kid. Um, <laughs> You're 21. <laughs> I know. I know. I, know, I <laughs> sometimes tend to think I'm a little bit older. You're the wily old Actually, veteran. I'm a, I'm an old soul. I drink tea before bed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped to see her come back.
0: All right. We'll leave it there for, uh, for this week's show. Thank you, Chloe.
1: Thank you, Pont.
0: Thank you. Where we can, Where can we find you on, on your socials? On
1: my socials? You want going to do a social plug. Um, at Chloe Malloy. I think that's for both. That's Instagram and Twitter. I've made my life easy. Triple L though? Yes. Cl- you know that. It's, tri- it's double C, C mm. C H L O E M O, triple L O, double Y. That sounds like a one, three, double O. Oh. <laughs> anyway.
0: Free ad plug there.
1: <laughs> Chloe Malloy on uh, Instagram and you, Twitter.
0: You can follow me at Nick Negropontis without any weird spelling. <laughs> I mean, I guess my name is weirdly spelt anyway, but. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, round one around the corner. The next time we do a show, we will have results in the books.
1: I cannot wait. I, I cannot, wait cannot wait
0: to see there. I'll be there for SEN on Friday for uh, Carlton Richmond, and I'll be there on Sunday for your game. Yes. So um, I'll be I'll be there heckling you from the stands. So <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for everyone for tuning in, and we will we will see you next week. Yes,
1: and good luck to all the playing teams. Go pies.
0: Go pies. <laughs> I'll cut out my own go pies. Did, no. <laughs>